Khalashin for Khalas? Want to bry or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9. Join Adrian Bagatti for Essen Fresen, Tuesday mornings from 11am, where it's all about the food. Hello everybody, welcome back. This is Adrian Bagatti and you're listening to the High FM uh, cooking show with SM Fresen, where we're all about the food. This Tuesday morning, I have the most amazing guest. I am so excited. And that's Chantal Lascaris, who is, has written multiple cookbooks, one of which is on my shelf and I use often, which is all, uh, all sorts of one di- pot dishes, uh, one dish wonders, one dish wonders. Love that book. So thank you, Chantal, for agreeing to this interview. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's wonderful to be here. So, yes, it, it's great. Um, so for the listeners, obviously this is a pre-recorded uh, thing because of COVID, we're not getting together in person. Now, you've released a new book that was in February, which I saw and I got very excited and then remembered I've been banned from buying cookbooks. For those who are out there, I love the theme of your cookbooks, which is all sorts. I love that, that it's all sorts of, and you've got the salads and you've got You've got all sorts of everything. Um, and I love that. And I love the fact that you travel as I love traveling and, and the bush as well. But you're not only a, like a cookbook author and, and from, you know, you've got, you've got your fingers in a lot of pies, very busy lady. So I'm very glad to be talking about food with you. I'm sure there's all sorts of topics we could cover. So the first thing I wanted to ask was, What are tapas? So tapas really, I think a lot of people actually get a little confused as to what tapas Mm. is. And they think it's really a starter or a canapé. But actually, they're actually just smaller versions of main meals. So for me, they're like little paintings because it's like a whole, a whole meal in a, in a mini size or a bite size. And it was really sort of perfected, let's say, by, by the Spanish. And okay. I think they're the, the real sort of um, leaders in in tapas, as opposed to hors d'oeuvres or meze, which is sometimes a little different. Yes. Tapas are proper meals. Okay, so they're like bite-sized meals. It's kind of the the Mediterranean version of the Chinese bento box, which is that little lunch box with a full meal inside, like a properly balanced meal in little portions for one person. This is for a group of people. To enjoy yes. together. Yes, I like that idea, the way you've, you've put it. I think the tapas has, has um, for me, it's a wonderful way of actually sharing food with people. Mm. I know we're a little more sensitive about that in, in COVID, but that's where it's actually quite nice because you're not eating from this necessarily from the same plate, but each person is getting um, their own little version and yeah. we can all eat together and we can choose which ones we want. And also tapas doesn't only have to be shared with friends or family. You can just as easily make these recipes and enjoy them on your own. Yes, I love the idea of almost like a, a tray with a whole lot of little, almost like a not even a tasting menu because you're not getting a taste. You're actually getting a proper bite of really good food that you can get different flavors and you don't have to be stuck with one meal. Exactly. I also sometimes have this 
um, sort of what I call food FOMO, when I see what somebody else is eating and I go, oh, I don't know if that, if I shouldn't have chosen that dish instead, theirs looks nicer than mine. <laughs> this way we actually don't have that. We can actually taste a little bit of everything. So my food FOMO is totally taken care of. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that idea. And, and I love tapas. Um, like for me, if you've got a big family, and I think it would work quite nicely if you've got a family, each person eats something different and you hear these people saying, oh, I, I cook like three different meals a night. And we're here, you, you cook the same thing, you divide it up nicely, each person gets a plate and can choose what they want to eat off their plate. Absolutely. So you can, <laughs> you sort, sort of sorting out the entire family in one go. <laughs> yeah. I just love tapas as a, like, just because it, for when you relax, like a bra type thing, I know that's very South African and this is not, but I just like the idea of sitting down with this selection and tasting and eating you do i think tend to eat more when you've got tapas because it's little bits of everything and they're just all delicious if they're really nicely made um, i'm looking forward to trying some so so that's a nice thing i want to know what inspired you to start let's talk about the all sorts series and then work on to the different you know like the tapas and the, which is your newest one and as we go that way so what started all sorts? So for me, I, would, I never thought I would actually land up in the food. I won't say the food business because that still sounds a bit intimidating to me. <laughs> but I was always, I was really started my career in the clothing business. Yes. And I, I had a factory, um, sort of bottom end of, of, um, N Street. My husband would never visit me there. He worked in Santon and there was no way he was schlepping down to, to the bottom end of, of Elof Street extension, let's be, be honest. <laughs> so, so that was really where I wanted to be. And I was mm. quite happy and I was lucky enough to have had quite a lot of international work. So, um, I was actually traveling quite a lot and, Quite strangely, I thought my husband turned around one day and said, you know, you're always grumpy and you're always miserable and you're always tired. And I thought that was quite hectic coming from him. And, you know, you don't want to hear that from your partner. Yeah. And I actually realized, though, I sort of took a step back and thought, you know what? He's actually right. I am always tired. I'm always grumpy. I'm snapping at everybody. And I realized that it actually was a time for change. Yeah. And I saw my business and I was actually kind of like banned from doing anything. Chantal, just sit still, relax, take it easy, take some time out. And I, in that time, became mm-hmm. a Pilates instructor because I really believe in fitness and health and all these things. And I've always been interested in it. And that kind of led me into experimenting more with food. And then actually it was Rich again, my husband, who turned around and said, well, why don't you, because I was getting very bored, and he said, well, why don't you write a cookbook? And I said, me, a cookbook? I don't know anything about food. I love going to restaurants. I enjoy eating, but I'm not such a great cook. And he said, no, but you always write, you always make really great salads because we go up to Botswana and we don't have a lot of um, electricity up there. So you've got to be a little ingenious sometimes because on day three, your lettuce is not going to look great. Yes. So, you know, 90 degree heat, your fridges and freezers aren't working as well as they should. So I've had to sort of invent different ways of sort of got creative about providing different types of salads to go with the bride. And that's where all sorts of salads came from. And I didn't realize it at the time, but it was the only South African cookbook completely dedicated to salads. Mm. You know, you open a book, there's always like a section on salads or a little, you know, sort of, sort of token part of salads. And yes. no one had ever 
South Africa specifically said, okay, I'm going to do a book on, on salads and took a chance. I, w- I wrote a proposal, sent it off to Penguin Random House and they loved it. So I thought, okay, great. Here we go. And then I, then I had to realize I've got, I've now got to make 76 or 80 recipes. <laughs> um, I maybe had about 10 or 12, you know, sort of yeah. like repertoire ended to that. And then I just put my head down and started creating and working in my kitchen and experimenting and coming up with different ideas. And that's how the all sorts series was born because for me, I'm not, I'm not a chef. I'll never call myself mm. a chef. I'm home. I'm a home cook. I'm still learning. I mean, I even joke, I still can't cut properly like the chefs oh, do, you please. know. Cut my nails or my fingers or something. So I chop like a like a normal person does. Yeah. You know? Not one of these fancy people that gets it perfect. So that's what the books, you know, and that that was really the start of all sorts because the salad book went down really well and Penguin said, Okay, how about it, you know, writing another book? And I've been traveling in the in the Mediterranean quite a lot throughout the Mediterranean and I, I always felt every time I came back from overseas from the Med I always felt really good. I hadn't put on a lot of weight. Mm. And I said, hang on, this is the way we should be eating. And yeah. it's it's not really a diet. It's a, it's a philosophy. Yes. And that's where my second book came from because I really felt quite strongly about the way we should be eating. And South Africa is really lucky because we can follow the Mediterranean diet quite easily because our climates are very similar. The ingredients mm. are quite similar. And that's what I did with all sorts of, um, all sorts of healthy meals, the Mediterranean way. And it was taking the Mediterranean diet and just adapting it to, to suit some of our ingredients that are more easily available. Right. And then that the second book before I knew what had happened. I was had written two cookbooks already. <laughs> and then Penguin said, okay, let's do another one. So I said, okay, all right, you know, what, what did it, off I went. And that's where, um, one dish wonders came from. Yes. Because I, to be honest, I'm a, I'm a rather messy chef. When you see my kitchen after I've cooked, and especially when I'm sort of creating new recipes, it looks like it's absolute chaos in the kitchen. Mm. So I thought, okay, well, this is actually a really good way of of trying to prepare healthy meals because the, the premise of all sorts is to give you choice, healthy, keep the food healthy and easily accessible ingredients. So all sorts of one dish wonders, as you were saying earlier, it's it's um it's a great book because your kitchen is tidy. So I always joke, there's less mess, there's less um, chaos in the kitchen, less to wash up. And funny enough, while I was doing the book, I went, gosh, my kitchen's actually really tidy. This actually does work. <laughs> <laughs> so, and actually now for COVID, it's still perfect because we're still spending so much time at home. Mm. And, you know, we, we do get a little bored with trying to create, you know, come up with new ideas for feeding the family. And that's where, where One Dish Wonders actually comes in because it doesn't really have to be only for winter. I know a lot of people yeah. think maybe it's only winter. But, um, you know, you can have salads in one, one dish and there's all kinds of ways of doing it. And then I've been traveling in, in Spain quite a bit. And that's where the tapas book was born because of my travels and my experiences in Spain. We're going to talk about that now. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, Chantal Lascaris, she is the author of 
all sorts of cookbooks. We'll be back in a moment. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Welcome back. I'm Adrian Bagatti. You're listening to the Essen Fressen show on Chai FM 101.9 and we're talking food. So Chantal is with me and she is talking about her book and the newest one came out this year in February which was all sorts of tapas. Um I just wanted to tell you all sorts of one dish wonders. Um that is my creativity. I take those and then I make them kosher. Any of the ones that need adjusting. I love doing that. I think that's the speciality mm. of the books that mm. you can take it as a base and then you say mm. okay how how do I adapt it to what I've got in my kitchen and it's yeah. you know as you say to turn it into the kosher side of things is is quite quite easy and I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it can be challenging. You know, the fact that it's a South African book makes it a lot easier. Trying to convert an overseas recipe into a South African recipe can be a little more tricky because they often have stuff that it's not available to us here um as kosher whereas normal it's easy so I've had to learn how to make the sauces before I get started even. And the one pot the one dish wonders I love the sound of one dish rather than one pot. So tapas definitely is the opposite of that because I'm sure it's a big mess. <laughs> I know when I try doing it, um, okay, they don't look anywhere like the ones in the pictures. I use a lot of stuff. I don't know about <laughs> it. <laughs> As I said, I'm a messy, I'm a rather messy, messy cook in the kitchen. But the one nice thing about the tapas um, selection is that actually some of the recipes are quite quick to put together. Yes. Because you sometimes worry, oh my gosh, I'm creating all of this and it's going to take me four hours to, to prepare it. And a lot of them are actually remarkably quick. Yeah. And, and that, that's a great bonus for our busy, busy lifestyles that we all lead. Yeah. That, that is actually almost a, a thing for me. Like when I look for a recipe or something is how long is it going to take me? And then if it's going to take me more than a certain amount of time, chances are you're not getting it for supper. So I like, exactly. I like the tapas as well for like a Sunday night or when you want almost like you've had heavy meals during the week or something and you just want something light. So tapas, even though it's this like huge, big, um, huge, big, listen to me, it, it's all these different kinds of meals. It They can all be light or you can have the mixture and you make it as heavy as light as you want it to be. Exactly. You don't have to have seven different tapas. You can mm. just do tapas yeah. and then you start getting that feeling that you're actually getting a variety and um, then it actually it's a lot quicker to do and you still feel like you're getting a proper meal. Yes, definitely. So tell me with the tapas, what was the favorite part of so this latest cookbook? What was your favorite part of creating the book? So for me, what was quite fun was taking what was traditionally, what what is, or what, let me say, what are traditional Spanish tapas and giving them a South African twist. Mm. Because sometimes, you know, like you go into Spain, they've got these amazing peppers and they're delicious and they're spicy and all those things, but we can't actually get them. Yes. So I've had to find ways of actually taking tapas that I've had overseas and bringing them into the South African mm. context. So it's been, I've really enjoyed doing that. So things like using pepper juice, you know, yes. which is such a quintessential South African product. Yeah. I use pepper use in my food and also in one of the desserts I do a rooibos panna cotta very well received I love it that's sort of my go-to little dish for for having friends around and I serve them in like little mugs yeah so it looks like 
having a cup of tea, oh. but actually you're having a, a rooibos panna cotta. And a lot of people like panna cotta. Mm. So, you know, you get bringing in that South African element for me is, is a lot of fun and, and something that I like to work on. Yeah, no, that, that does, that sounds, and that sounds so interesting, rooibos panna cotta. Gonna have to give that one a bash. I'm not a great rooibos fan, but I like panna cotta. Well, that's, um, to be honest, I'm also not a great rooibos fan. I prefer my good old black tea. Thank you. But I'll, I'll, I'll have my rooibos in my panna cotta, thanks. <laughs> yeah, great in dessert. Perfect for dessert. So, so that's what I, I love about it. I mean, cause I use the rooibos in cakes. Um, but I love the, the, the idea of, I mean, I don't like the work behind it. That's your job. Um, I like the idea of taking international stuff and, and making it our own because South Africa is such a melting pot of cultures that it fits with everybody's meal. Exactly. I mean, I've even taken little bubut. I've taken bubut, which um, is, is a, you know, also such a South African yeah. meal. And then I've made them into two little ones, you know, like miniatures. Oh, that, and that's nice. a, a fun way of, of, of um, presenting bubut. So it makes it sort of very South African again. Yes, no. What a, what tapas really is all about. Yeah, just that single serving of everything, like of different meals. So I love, I love that. Um, and then like your ingredients, like what is the favorite ingredient that you have that you love putting into everything? So because I like the Mediterranean way of eating, Mm. I generally have olive oil. For me, that's, that's an essential in my, in my kitchen. And I'm lucky enough, I live in Franschhoek and we have a few olive trees on our, on our farm. So we managed to produce our own olive oil. Not a lot because oh, no. it's a small baby, baby farm, but we have enough just for our own consumption. So olive oil for me is very important. Lemon juice is also very good. Mm-hmm. I also always have lemon juice. And what I do is, when we have lots of lemons on the tree, then I actually squeeze a lot of it. And then I actually store them, I pour the, the lemon juice into my ice trays. Yes. And then I freeze them. And then whenever you need a bit of lemon juice for your dish or for a salad dressing, all you need to do is take out one ice cube and you've got fresh lemon juice. What a nice idea. So, and you don't have to waste it. The same, I do that also when I zest my lemons. Yeah. You can actually keep the zest for a long time in the fridge or freezer. So you're actually not wasting a lot of it. And then you're not having to say, oh, gosh, now I've run out of lemons. Now what am I going to do? It's sort of 6 o'clock at night. You know, I'm not going to go back to the shops. No. You've always got lemon juice in your <laughs> lemons and lemon juice in your in your freezer. So that's also something I have. And the, the other one that I love personally is I love garlic. Mm. So not every, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but um, I, I find that it, it adds a lot of flavor to, to dishes. So, yeah. So those are probably the – you wanted one, I gave you three, sorry. No, I <laughs> – listen, I love the ideas. For me, it's uh, – I do the fresh herbs chop them all up because you buy them and you don't always use the whole thing and then you throw, land up throwing stuff. And then I freeze it in the ice trays in olive oil um, so that when I want to heat it up, it's there. Garlic, like in my house, garlic, ginger, like are huge yep. in my house, especially in winter. I know people think yes. I'm a little odd, but I use my slow cooker right throughout the year. So like you said, they don't, the one pots don't have to be winter. They can be any time. 
Um, so, so that's why I love learning what people are doing. And I like the idea. I've never thought of doing the freshly squeezed lemon juice into the freezer. I mean, my sister-in-law often gives me fresh lemons and I'm never like, I don't know if I can use that many. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know what to do with the rest of them. <laughs> that's a much better idea. I like that. So that, that's fantastic. Lo- I love hearing about the, the adventures and the cookbooks and, um, it's early to ask you. More coming? Yes, there is actually. Just, <laughs> there's one that will be coming out in October, actually. So oh, no. Nice. which is so I've been very busy. Yes. <laughs> but this one is actually not going to be a part of the All Sorts series. Oh. It's going to be a standalone book. It's called and I did it because the the salad book was such a success, and everybody yes. loves the book and. Penguin said, well, won't you please do us another salad book? So I thought, okay, don't really want to do it as part of the same series because we've already got us there. So it's going to be in an A4 format. It's going to be hardcover, and it's it's called The Ultimate Salad Book. So everybody, please, in in October, perfect time for... Oh, I definitely am looking out for it because I'm getting really bored with the salads I'm serving. Um, <laughs> you know, it just, um, and my family are not big salad eaters, but if you stick it on the table, they'll polish it off, you know, so they won't exactly. ask for a salad or go make a salad, mm. but, but stick it there. there. Mm. Yeah. And I just, and also, sorry, you carry on. No, no, it cut out. No, I was just going to say part of why I love doing salads is because I, I don't really like lettuce. Mm. So. Yeah, thanks. Um, it's a way of, of um, providing fresh ingredients without yes. it always being like the salad that's got the lettuce and the cucumber and the tomato and the avo. Everybody's kind of, boring know. salad. <laughs> One French, Greek, you know, that sort of yes. feel. The only change is the salad dressing you stuck on top. So that, that's exactly. So I'm very, very excited for this new cookbook that's coming out, uh, like really I'm looking forward to that. Um, just a little more on, on like the other all sorts books that you've got in the range. Um, I know the salad one and the healthy, the healthy meals one. There's a lot of recipes in that one. I think one of them's got like 90 recipes or something in it. Yeah. I think if you include some of the salad dressings, then, then there's about 90. So they vary between sort of, Sort of close to 80, between 80 and 90 recipes. I don't know how you did that. I had to come up with eight recipes for, for a magazine and, <laughs> and, and I struggled. And, and, and then like, I'm like, what recipes? And my kids are going, Ma, it's the stuff you make every day. I'm like, yeah, but I don't write anything down. So well, how that's do you, always, yeah, uh, that, that's always, you said that's always. Well, that's the challenge with writing hmm. recipe books. You know, you yes. can't, I, I kind of wrote the books for myself because I hate books that say to me, a pinch of this and a glug of that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, 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 come on, tell me. Is it one teaspoon, two teaspoons? Is it a tablespoon? I mean, a glug can be a quarter cup before you know it. So, <laughs> yeah. so I kind of, so I use in my books, I use cups, like a quarter cup, a half cup, and I use teaspoons and tablespoons because even if you, you don't have the exact measuring utensils for it, if you're using them all the time, then you know, like in the recipe, if it's half a teaspoon and one teaspoon, then you know it's half, you know, half a teaspoon is half of whatever you've got. Yes. You know, whatever you 
you using. So for me, it's, it's a little more, you know, you don't have to weigh the food because I also hate having to weigh food. I mean, yeah. you know, that's just schlep. So I don't do that. So for me, um, I like to use those ways of, of, um, putting it into, into the method. And also that's pretty much why I wrote the books because I wrote them for myself because they have to be quite simple. <laughs> I, like I don't that. want to. Too many fancy ways of doing it and too many fancy words. Then I have to go and look up what they mean. So I'm not really interested in that. But the the fun, the, the scary part sometimes is when you're putting a cookbook together and you have put too much of something in, like you put too much cumin in or coriander. <laughs> you can't you can't save it. You actually have to start again, and and that's oh. the 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 um the hard part of doing doing cookbooks when you are doing teaspoons, you know. Um, cups and things like that. You have to actually be quite accurate. And I always say, I, I'm very grateful that my husband is my, my chief taster because the poor man, he's had to taste all the recipes that made it into the book, but he also had to taste all of the ones that didn't make it into the book. So for as many as that are in the book, there are as many that are in the dustbin at the moment. <laughs> okay. So talking about your family and your husband helping you. Okay, so I know yeah. he has a way with words and stuff like that. Does he help with with when you're putting out a description of a, a dish, or is that got to be all yours? He says to you, "You made the cookbook; you do it yourself." Every now and again, I I come to him and say, "Well, what do you think of this? Or what do you think of that?" Um, unfortunately, Reg is not a foodie at all. No, him, you know, I can serve him, <laughs> you know, a five course meal or or you know, I want to go to, when we're traveling every now and again, oh, please, can we go to a Michelin star restaurant? I've saved some money. I really, really want to do this. And Rich would just as easily go to the hamburger joint around the corner, not McDonald's, but like a normal a restaurant. Like a proper burger yeah. place, yes. Yeah. You know, so for him, food, food isn't as exciting as it is for me. Yes. So sometimes it's a little challenging to, to get him as excited about it as I am. Yeah. But he's very, um, He's very supportive in, in what I do. And yeah, he certainly nice. does help me, um, with, with the words sometimes. And the, the downside is I've trained him so well that I, <laughs> one night I wasn't, I wasn't really in the mood for cooking. You know, and it's like you're just rushing and you're trying yes. to put something on the table and okay, here's dinner. And you, I always know that that's a big mistake. And the rich said to me the one night, he says, you know, there's not really a lot of color in this dish. <laughs> <laughs> Because I always like to make my food colorful because you eat with, you eat with your eyes first and then mm. the taste. So he said, no, you know, Chantal, this doesn't really look that good. And I felt like smacking him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's as good as it's going to get tonight. Sorry for you. <laughs> so yes, I must admit, thank goodness, um, with, with cooking, um, I have, well, my husband especially has suffered through some epic fails. Um, <laughs> And we have had one meal where we all got up from the table and we all went to get cereal. Um. Yeah, you know, I can identify that. I've done it even worse where I've had people around for dinner oh. and I've burnt it. I've, I mean, one of my dishes that I know so well, I don't know what happened. I got chatting or something and I forgot it in the oven and we had to go and get Nando's because <laughs> that was the end of the meal. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, that is I, – I, I honestly admire people who can write cookbooks, um, the creativity. Uh, it's like – 
you know, I know with the pictures, so for the magazine, I've done some recipes and I'm looking at these things and I'm going, yeah, nobody's going to cook this. It doesn't look so good. And then I have to yell for one of my daughters. I've got two girls who are artists and I've got to like yell and go, could somebody please plate this for me <laughs> so that it looks nice? Because really, uh, so so that's why when I see these beautiful food pictures and I think mine's never going to look like that, may taste like that, but it won't look like that. So so I love looking at cookbooks. To me, it, it's better than any therapy. I spend hours on the Instagram page um, looking at all your recipes and like on on the blog and and seeing what there is to you know to try for myself. So I love food and I love South African cooks because it's food I can relate to. And I think that's a lot of the audience here as well is it's food you can relate to. It's all very well having these beautiful cookbooks, but if we can't relate to them, then it's not going to work. Um, I think I bought somewhat famous chef's budget cookbook and the first recipe was salmon. <laughs> like, dude. Okay. That- to go down well no no not as a budget budget idea not at all so um thank you so much for coming on um time is up i could talk to you for the full hour of my show um it's been amazing to actually meet you and see you in person after following you for for quite a while and cooking some of your recipes so i love that thank you very much for coming on the show and I'm sure we'll have you on again soon. Maybe when the next book is out, that would be nice to talk about salads. And it'll be coming up to summer, so it'll be the perfect time to to talk about salads. Even though they are winter salads, I know people assume like automatically salads are summer. So, so no, it's that, not like that. No. So, so, yeah, watch this space. So, Adrian, yes. thank you very, very much for having me, and it's so nice to meet.